And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Lindsay Jones and Nick Cosminder from The Athletic. The Broncos have traded for quarterback Teddy Bridgewater from the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a sixth round draft pick. And this trade comes about 24 hours before the start of the 2021 NFL draft where the Broncos have the ninth overall pick. So this changes a lot of things for the Broncos, potentially for the top 10 of the draft. So Nick, let's just get into the news right away. What was your reaction to this trade? And what does this really mean for the Broncos and their quarterback situation? Well, George Payton has said since taking this job in January that they wanted competition in the quarterback room. And now this gives them that competition. The question that remains is what is the full list of participants in that competition, right? We know Teddy Bridgewater will be a part of it. He'll be the veteran in that competition when training camp begins. Will he be battling Drew Locke, who's entering his third year and is coming off a a subpar 2020 season? Or will he be battling a rookie quarterback that they could still draft Uh, come Thursday night. So that's the big question that remains now. But I think the other takeaway is that this raises the floor of the quarterback play for the Broncos in 2021. Uh, Because if Bridgewater is the starter, I know he went four and 11 last year, uh, you know, but that offense had a lot of issues. Christian McCaffrey, who they essentially build that offensive around, uh, didn't play a whole lot. And in, in Bridgewater's other six seasons, he was 22 and 12 as a starter. And so I think there's a a sort of a base level of solid play um, and and sort of ball protection play that the Broncos know they'll get with Teddy Bridgewater. And so if Drew Locke in a, in a, in a training camp battle, um, you know, shows that he's, he's good enough to hold off a guy with that kind of experience, then the Broncos are, have better quarterback play that way as well. So that, that to me was the big takeaway. They've kind of created a higher baseline play of uh, baseline quarterback play um, than they had heading into the 2020 season. So now let's look at what's going to happen with the first round of the draft. I think the Broncos were always kind of a wild card team there in the top 10 because we knew this quarterback thing was out there. They have some defensive needs. You know, they were a potential team that could have moved up if they fell in love with Justin Fields or Trey Lance and had to had him make a move to move up. Now they seem to be potentially a candidate to trade back if there's another team that really wants a quarterback. Can you just take me through some of the options that are now on the table from a quarterback, like you mentioned, to some of the other things that the Broncos might now be considering? Yeah, I think I I certainly think it doesn't take quarterback off the table. I I think that, um, you know, if anything, the Broncos now know they have a, you know, a solid um, veteran with the really good leadership skills who George Payton knows well from his time as an executive in Minnesota. Uh, who Pat Shermer knows well from his from his time in Minnesota. Um, so, so I think you're getting uh, with that a guy that they believe if they were to draft a rookie quarterback could be kind of that great guy from him to learn learn from. And so I think for that reason, it's certainly on the table. I think what it does do is makes it a lot less likely that the Broncos, as you mentioned, Lindsay, you know, maybe vault up the board and trade to say number four in order to get, you know, either Trey Lance or Justin Fields if one of those two guys 
was the one they like most. I, I think it kind of takes that possibility off the table. Perhaps they would still trade up a spot or two uh, in the draft to, you know, to take a quarterback. And certainly I think if the quarterback they like is still there at nine, uh, it, it's a possibility. But I think they're a lot less likely now to kind of, uh, you know, give up a big haul of picks in order to to draft the quarterback. Because like we said, I think that baseline play quarterback play is going to be uh, a lot better. And, and certainly uh, they would be a candidate to move back if, if a team is just really uh, chomping at the bit to come up and get either either the last quarterback that's left or, you know, one of the offensive playmakers who fell because of a run on quarterback. So I think those are the options that are most likely in play. So let's say the Broncos don't take a quarterback on Thursday and they head into training camp later this summer with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke as their two guys, the main two guys in this quarterback competition. What does a competition between those two guys look like? Um, What do you see as maybe the strengths that each of these guys have? And could you handicap that potential race for us? Or is it still a little too early? I mean, it's, it's a little bit early, but we do have, you know, we do sort of have, uh, obviously uh, with Teddy Bridgewater, he's, he started close to 50 games in his NFL career. Um, You know, we know what he is. He's a guy who, uh, is accurate, uh, 67% completion rate throughout his career, uh, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. I think 11 interceptions last year and, and 15 starts was sort of his high watermark. Um, he, he typically doesn't turn the ball over, I think, a 2.3% interception rate uh, in his career. So that's going to set the table, right? So Drew Locke is going to have to, in that sort of battle, um, prove that he can do the thing that is most necessary to him continuing this league. Like, he has arm talent. We, we've seen him be able to throw off platform to make some pretty dynamic throws. It's simply that his decision-making has, has struggled. He's, he's had issues with his footwork at time. And those kind of things have led to far too many turnovers. The Broncos just gave the ball away far too much last season. And so to me, that will be the competition. And look, if Vic Fangio is ultimately – Vic Fangio doesn't maybe decide who the quarterbacks are on the roster, but it'll be his decision probably, or at least he'll have good input in the decision as to who starts. And Vic needs to Nick needs to win in September. He has not won a September game since becoming the Broncos head coach. He's going to face some real pressure to win early, and and that might perhaps give a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, given his experience, um, a, a little bit of an edge in that competition, or at least make it so that Drew Lock is really going to have to bring it come August uh, in, in order to kind of give himself another season as the starter. Well, this trade has certainly, you know, spiced up the day before the draft. It's uh, it's making that top 10 a lot more interesting. I think now there's potentially two teams with the Panthers and the Broncos who could move, could take a player, could take an offensive tackle, could take a defensive player. I mean, I just think there's so many options there. I mean, could the Patriots move up into one of those spots? Would the Broncos dare trade with the Patriots to let the Patriots get in position to take a future franchise quarterback? Broncos fans here in Denver, where you and I both live their heads would probably explode if that were to happen. But I just think this is, you know, it's an interesting move. It's some it's some important names in the NFL. And it's really just kind of setting us up for what should be a really fun draft starting Thursday night. So thank you so much for joining our breaking news coverage. The Athletic is your place for NFL draft coverage, including a live stream during round one Thursday night with Robert Mays, Nate Tice, Dane Brugler, and me. To get access to all of The Athletic's great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, just $3.99 per month.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.